Letter ten of Clarissa Harlowe or the History of a Young Lady, Volume five. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Nicole Lee. Clarissa Harlowe or the History of a Young Lady, Volume five, by Samuel Richardson. Letter ten. Mr. Lovelace to John Belford, Esquire, Friday, June second. Notwithstanding my studied for politeness and complaisance for some days past and though I have wanted courage to throw the mask quite aside, yet I have made the dear creature more than once look about her, by the warm though decent expression of my passion. I have brought her to own that I am more than indifferent with her. But as to love, which I pressed her to acknowledge, what need of acknowledgments of that sort when a woman consents to marrying? And once repulsing me with displeasure, the proof of true love I was vowing for her was respect, not freedom." and offering to defend myself, she told me that all the conception she had been able to form of a faulty passion was that it must demonstrate itself as mine sought to do. I endeavoured to justify my passion by laying over-delicacy at her door. Over-delicacy, she said, was not my fault, if it were hers. She must plainly tell me that I appeared to her incapable of distinguishing what were the requisites of a pure mind. Perhaps had the libertine presumption to imagine that there was no difference in heart, nor any but what proceeded from difference of education and custom, between the pure and impure, and yet custom alone, as she observed, if I did so think, would make a second nature, as well in good as in bad habits. I have just now been called to account for some innocent liberties which I thought myself entitled to take before the women, as they suppose us to be married, and now within view of consummation. I took the lecture very hardly and with impatience wished for the happy day and hour when i might call her all my own and meet with no check from a niceness that had no example she looked at me with a bashful kind of contempt i thought it contempt and required the reason for it not being conscious of offence as i told her this is not the first time mr lovelace said she that i have had cause to be displeased with you when you perhaps have not thought yourself exceptionable but sir let me tell you that the married state in my eye is a state of purity and i think she told me not of licentiousness so at least i understood her marriage purity jack very comical faith yet sweet dears half the female world ready to run away with a rake because he is a rake and for no other reason nay every other reason against their choice of such a one but have not you and i belford seen young wives who would be thought modest and when maids were fantastically shy permit freedoms in public from their uxorious husbands which have shown that both of them have forgotten what belongs either to prudence or decency, while every modest eye has sunk under the shameless effrontery, and every modest face been covered with blushes for those who could not blush. I once upon such an occasion proposed to a circle of a dozen thus scandalised to withdraw, since they must need see that as well the lady as the gentleman wanted to be in private. This motion had its effect upon the amorous pair, and I was applauded for the check given to their licentiousness. But upon another occasion of this sort I acted a little more in character, for I ventured to make an attempt upon a bride which I should not have had the courage to make, had not the unblushing passiveness with which she received her fond husband's public toyings, looking round her with triumph rather than with shame upon every lady present, incited my curiosity to know if the same complacency might not be shown to a private friend. Tis true I was in honour obliged to keep the secret, but I never saw the turtle's bill afterwards, but I thought of number two to the same female, and in my heart thanked the fond husband for the lesson he had taught his wife. From what I have said thou wilt see that I approve of my beloved's exception to public loves. 
that i hope is all the charming icicle means by marriage purity but to return from the whole of what i have mentioned to have passed between my beloved and me thou wilt gather that i have not been a mere dangler a hickman in the past days though not absolutely active and a loveless the dear creature now considers herself as my wife-elect the unsaddened heart no longer prudish will not now i hope give the sable turn to every address of the man she dislikes not and yet she must keep up so much reserve as will justify past inflexibilities many and many a pretty soul would yield were she not afraid that the man she favoured would think the worse of her for it that is also a part of the rake's creed but should she resent ever so strongly she cannot now break with me since if she does there will be an end of the family reconciliation and that in a way highly discreditable to herself saturday june third just returned from doctor's commons i have been endeavouring to get a licence very true jack i have the mortification to find a difficulty as the ladies of rank and fortune and as there is no consent of father or next friend in obtaining this all fettering instrument i made report of this difficulty it is very right she says that such difficulty should be made but not a man of my known fortune surely jack though the woman were the daughter of a duke i asked if she approved of the settlements she said she had compared them with my mother's and had no objection to them she had written to miss howe upon the subject she owned and to inform her of our present situation just now in high good humour my beloved returned me the drafts of the settlements a copy of which i have sent to captain tomlinson she complimented me that she never had any doubt of my honour in cases of this nature in matters between man and man nobody ever had thou knowest i had need thou wilt say to have some good qualities great faults and great virtues are often found in the same person in nothing very bad but as to women and did not one of them begin with me we have held that women have no souls i am a very turk in this point and willing to believe they have not and if so to whom shall i be accountable for what i do to them nay if souls they have as there is no sex in ethereals nor need of any what plea can a lady hold of injuries done her in her lady's state when there is an end of her ladyship end of letter ten